G'day boys, welcome to the Coaching Tex. You said it couldn't happen, Tex, but it did. It was it's a straight sets weekend and it's got nothing to do with Rinky. How are you, mate? And I've had my the bank coaching text. Ma- bank manager has been ringing me for the last 24 hours and I've not accepted his call. Twice in 23 years, and it happens to be the week that everyone chips in. But oh uh, well, that's punting. Massive, massive, massive. Now, we are going to spend a little bit of time on this particular gentleman, but remiss to let's get the sad stuff out the way. Can you believe two icons, especially one of them, uh, have literally died within 24 hours of one another? So extend our sympathies to the families of Ron Barassi and Cowboy Kevin Neal. It was very sad to hear over the weekend. Mm. Uh, We'll talk a bit more about Barass, but Cowboy Neal, did you know that... Um, he kicked five goals in that grand final win. 66? Yeah. Everyone talks about Barry Breen's one point. Old, uh, old Cowboy was the um, the reason why they won that flag, mate. He kicked yeah, five right. goals. I, didn't, I did not no, realise that. There you go. Unknown fact, Tex. Geez, you're sharp tonight. Oh, mm. Off the long run, mate. But sadly, he's been suffering from dementia for about three years, uh, as I understand. So it's a matter of time, unfortunately. 78. It's yeah. not exactly old. Nah, exactly right. Um, not when I look at my age. South Warrnambool boy he was too. Mm. They they breed him, breed him pretty good Tough. up here, mate. Just like our old mate Peach comes from there as well, mate, doesn't he? Camp it out. Neck of the woods. Oh. The Western and District. That's it. And isn't he tough? Oh, oh, isn't he yeah. up and about? Well, like the rest of them. Mm. Oh, front runner, mate. He's front of the queue. Wine now, Street. the other thing that really started to, has really started to happen over the last week or two is Spring racing is well and truly underway, and the stars were out on the weekend. Mr. Brightside and there's Amelia's Jewel. There's a multi I thought about taking and didn't, and mm-hmm. of course, uh, lost more money. Not not the bank manager involved with this one, though, Tex. D- yeah. th- they were outstanding, and there's another one that won at Flemington, uh, survived a protest called Star Patrol. Mm. That's going to be a, a star as well. Mm. But that, they, they, that's a massive win by particularly Amelia's Jewel. Yeah, yeah. Do you see the way it just cruised on up? Yeah. Um, first Star. run, wasn't it, in Victoria too? Yeah. First run from WA. Star. Um, it was back at headquarters too, the racing. So. Yeah, and it's this weekend is Sunday, not Saturday. Yeah, correct. Oh, is it? Might mm. have to um, venture out there. Not sure why. No, I'm, I'm, I'm on location on Sunday. Oh, where? What I'm you heading mean? to Windy Hill. Oh, are you? I am. Is there All a right. game on? There is. Going Windy Hill. I'm going back to Windy Hill to get in touch with my young self. Good. Right. So let's just sticking back to racing. Did you hear about old Dazzle, Dazzling Darren Weir? What's he, he done? More, he he more, ten more charges, I think, yeah. to do with corruption and, oh. and stuff like that. So, um, speaking of, of the racing industry and charges, not a lot got said. We touched on it last week, I think, about that report into inappropriate behaviour with with young kids and females in the industry. It dates way back, you know, over many years. 40 years, I think. Didn't get a lot of airplay, did it? No. Shocking Mm. behaviour. I wonder who then, that Mm. that's what it sparks interest for me. So Mm. is it someone very, very famous? Yeah, or is not here now? And... Oh, maybe. Yeah, okay. They don't want us to know about it. No good. Now... A sort of a segue out of Darren Weir because I think he's in in his set because I think Margaret Weir is is part of a part owner of his horse Stepardi, which is the trickster. Uh, I said there I have not heard him calling for a while, so we're going to put an all points bulletin out on Tricky Rick McIntosh. We know I he's a regular he listener. You, I thought he called, but you said you didn't hear him behind the mic on the weekend. No, didn't call, didn't call on the weekend because I, I would have sent something to you. 
about it, but um, he might have gone overseas, abroad, to call over league. there, long service league, or call the Maybe. over in Europe, or said, "Have you get?" Now, a bit of other weekly news that came out in our um, in in the dribble files. Adam Zampa, now he's had the worst twenty over spell over two games, I reckon. Now, when, when I sent you the run sheet, it was before last night's game, but. He, he's taken like one for a hundred and eighty odd in in twenty overs. <laughs> Has he really? Oh yeah, the, and he equaled Mick Lewis's world record worst for an Australian bowler oh, went for one hundred and thirteen um, in his ten over spell over there in South Africa. Mickey Lewis, he was a medium fast. Wasn't medium, he? slog me over cover, please, uh, Lewis. Forty head. I, I thought he had some ability. Mick Lewis, no. Zampa. at the Zampa. bar. Oh, Zampa does. Zampa. But, but Zampa. Yeah, that's okay. I don't know what the pictures are like. Obviously, maybe they're just batting pictures. Unknown fact about Adam Zampa, big coffee barista. Is that right? Zamps takes his own um, coffee machine. Percolated. And, uh, a little, just... little piece that he takes over there, like a plunger type bit of Is gear. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Contraption. Yeah. Him and um, his mate Stoinis um, likes to imbibe in a bit of the old um, um, coffee. Yeah. Well, good yeah. to know. Yeah, no, I thought you'd like that. And Vegemite, uh, Coffee machines. Now, now we've all got our own pooches, but I was shattered that I didn't get an invite. Um, now, one of the real housewives of Melbourne who's on that program that's been running over the last few years, I think her name's Roach. Her surname's Roach. Um, no relation to Disco, by the way, but um, ran their own dog pageant for the well-heeled <laughs> uh, people of Melbourne. And I just... How did we miss out? You could have brought what's your what's your person's Annie. name? Hey, Annie. I could have got Tiger and Dusty down there. Colby. Colby. Yeah. There you go, mate. Yeah. Unbelievable. Taking them all on. We got rid of a few. Fantastic. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, nice. I was just riveting. It's a bit like this show. <laughs> Irrelevant. Move on. Let's go. Hey, what about this bit of info, Shano? Scotty Pippen coming down for the grand final, and he's um he is relevant, mate. It's it's um worse than Shane Moore consulting some of his rates. Mate, I could probably do it without the K at the end of that number. <laughs> 50K. Is that what he's charging, he's really? He's charging 50K a pop. Oh. I'll do it for 5K. Ridiculous. Hey? I'll do it for You'd 5K. be more interesting. I'll walk in with a basketball and a footy. You'd be well, more interesting. Well, you'd just hear about his sooking about the fact that Michael Jordan took right. took all the fame and fortune right. um, during that period. Um, now, an ex-customer of ours, Matthew Chum, um, used to be the CEO at Simmons. Saw him pop up as part of the AFL senior leadership team that got announced post the Laura Kane announcement. Did you see that text? No, I didn't, but you've got... So he's EGM of finance. Is he newly appointed to the AFL? Or no, no, been... he was already in there. Oh, right. I think he oversaw their property portfolio. Okay. Yes. EGM of finance. Yeah. There's a friend of ours we mentioned just before. It's a big in finance. Do you reckon he'll go for that job eventually? Peaches uh, and cream. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of the bloke who's in cell block D. He, he's a finance professional as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> Not yeah. sure his references stand. He up. might still get a gig in the mailroom <laughs> at the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> um, yeah, and and what about Kamal? Now, you see, he's come off the long run, mate. Really? Has he really gone? Not after happy it? about the fact that um, Johnny Farnham is lending his song to that political uh, movement around the voice. Well, I agree yeah. with Kamal. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, it was quite quite surprising how strong he's. And vociferous his views were, Tex. Mm. You don't have long to vote, by the way, to register, to be eligible to vote. Why? Because they, they 
close the book, Shane, if you're not enrolled. Two weeks' time, three weeks' time. Yeah, like, but well, like, if you're just normally October. enrolled, you, you, you can't vote. No, no, if you're normally enrolled, that's fine. But there's some people who might be new to voting or you might be right. moving electorates. But that's normal. Now's right? your that's time to get your standing, shit mate. sorted. Well, there you go. Not long now. Mm. Not long now before we get into the footy stuff, mate. But if Let's you want go. to get involved, where do you go, Shane? Let's go at the Kitchen Text. Come on. Now, you blokes might be a little bit tired because this is the first time we're, we're doing back-to-back weekly episodes uh, since last year, I reckon, Tex. And, um, <coughs> but but there is a lot, a lot to cover. You know the reason for that. Go, go ahead, Shane. You, you finally sorted out my contract and I've signed it, so that's why we're here. No, no, it's, it's like good. You it's two good. Been. good to have you here, mate. It's good. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's taken longer than Richmond's um, coaching appointment, Shane. Really? Yeah, All's not well up. there. Yeah, mm. Texas, Texas got some info on that later yeah, on. Nobody wants it. Nah. Nobody wants a job. So, obviously, it's the second week of finals footy, but it was shadowed, overshadowed somewhat uh, with the news late on Saturday afternoon that Ron Barassi had passed away. So we thought we'd spend a little bit of time just reflecting on everything that he's done in football. Shane? Oh. How do you... <laughs> How do we summarise that? In Did you come sense? across him much when you um, when you were playing, or when you played State of Origin? Well, State of Origin, yeah. But he and uh, Mister Football, uh, Teddy, uh, were pretty big. So um, it's his impact on. I suppose just being around the group at, at that, from my experience over that three year period, was was amazing. But um, you just look back in the history that as a player, and I think. Um, he was a battler at the start, like I think, and you know his dad died in the war, and first VFL player to actually die in the war, and then um, his mother actually moved to Tasmania, but Norm Smith took him under his wing and had a bungalow out the back of his house and looked after him and educated him, and uh, you know from a, I think just from being a person and, and to be tough, and we'd use that word these days, resilient. He was certainly that, and then just worked hard at everything that it was presented in front of him. So. And being a great player, and as we know from a coaching point of view, and being a great coach, but just a, a driver of standards and driving the quality of the game. And you know, when you change the the way the game was played, and um, which was it, the nineteen seventy grand final grand when final, they came back, you know, forty four points down, just handball, just handball. Um, bang, Teddy Hopkins, four goals, um, just an amazing, amazing man, and very sad to hear him pass away. So. Yeah. But lived a lived a full life. Oh yeah, yeah I absolutely. Mean, yeah, there's there's some tragic stories you hear, and it's always sad when someone of that stature passes away. But you know, he lived a full life, and it was. I mean, I think he was seen as recently as last year at the footy. He was involved in the um, the premiership celebrations for Melbourne, for when, Melbourne. They, when they came back from um, yeah, WA when when things yeah. started to loosen up in terms of the restrictions. Well, he was in the game for forty years as a player and a coach and then media performer as well. But then I think it tells you a bit about the bloke. Do you remember he got caught up in, a, in an altercation? Um, I think he was in a coffee shop or a restaurant and he saw something going on that, that he didn't deem to be acceptable and he's taken some larrigan oh. on. Yeah, he so hurt himself, I think, in, yeah. in that. Yeah. But that just shows you 
what sort of bloke he was. He, if he saw something going on around him that he didn't think was right, he wasn't just going to let it go. No, exactly right. Exactly right. So, I mean, the number of premierships he's played in from a player point of view and then from a, a coaching point of view, and to, be, and to make some daring moves to move from Melbourne to Carlton in 19... Was it 70 or 65? 65. I'm just looking up now. 65. Yeah. That was big. Like, and going to Sydney when they, were, oh, when they were on their knees. In the mid-80s, yeah. early 80s. Yeah, after Edelson and all of that had yeah. um, finished. So, yeah. so were you still play for Collingwood when he started coaching Sydney? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, um, do you recall, um, like, that from, you know, when you go out the ground and the coaches are around and all that sort of stuff, after-match type stuff? Was uh, there much of that, that? No, I didn't see much, much of him at that stage, but... I liken it to Kevin Sheedy going to GWS in 2011, what was their first year? Thereabouts. Yeah, something like that, um, being the head of it. And I think Sydney needed that at the time. Yep. Um, and he obviously put his hand up and said, yep, I'll take it on. So not successive, successful from a um, win-loss ratio point of view, but just sort of putting, I suppose, cementing Sydney Swans as... A key player in the Well, market. he was around when Plugger went there, I reckon. Yeah. 93 to 95 is at Sydney. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm just looking now. And they played in the grand final the year after. So Correct, Robbie yeah, in 96. Yeah. 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 And, and they had a 13, he, in his 59 games, he only had 13 wins. So he yeah. did the hard yards at yeah, Sydney between absolutely. 93 and 95. Yeah. Somebody asked me on the weekend how... You know, I think Dern played for him as well during that period. Oh, I probably would have, yeah. Someone said to me, imagine how big that was when he went to Carlton. Um and then to North Melbourne. What, what would be the equivalent um, as today? Someone said to me, what would that be like? What would be the equivalent now of someone big going from one club to the other? And the best I could come up with would be maybe someone like Paddy Cripps going to Collingwood or Richmond, right? That, that, is, that is huge. But when Jeff Hogg went to Fitzroy, mate? <laughs> yeah, maybe. The captain not. of Richmond? That or was Lee big. Matthews finished up at Hawthorne and went to Collingwood the following year. But I'm saying as a player... Big. Yeah, but he he did he go as a player initially to Carlton, playing, playing coach, coach, playing coach. He didn't play many games. He yeah. ended up he ended up just coaching. So was he the last? Blight, no, did Blight do that? Yeah, Blight did, and Jezelenko was well, a he playing was, coach too. No, no, he yeah. he, he, he just um, was yeah, yeah. No, well, Kekovic spoke about um, Barassi on the Sunday Footy Show yesterday. Yeah. Well, Keka. So he yeah. wasn't the last playing coach then, Barassi. No. No. I mean, don't oh, forget, no, no. I was just looking at his footy stats, you know, six-time premiership player and, and stuff we know, but also um, um, sporting Hall of Fame member and legend status of the Australian Football League yeah, Hall of Fame. On, How many is there in the legend? Not sure. Like maybe, so he's on the Mount Rushmore as a, as a Yanks. Oh, like yeah, say. absolutely. Um, but also the footage of his coaching at North Melbourne. Um, so, and some and of that's come out. The big flare-coloured shirts. <laughs> Yeah, you give me possessions, and oh, I'll shut up. Jared Healy. Yeah, it's just fantastic. And Crackers Keenan in the background. Healy off, Allingworth on. Um, all that. Weak as piss. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's just and Barry Richardson just um, sitting there in the chairman oh, side. <laughs> but he was also. I also remember him as a media commentator with Thread. W. Sam Newman and Sam Newman. Yeah, just always. Uh, it's easy to talk good of people when they're no longer here, but. Was one of those guys when he spoke, people listened about the game, and I, I'm not sure that he ever stopped adding value to the game. Well, he knew when to get out too, mate. Yeah. Like so, you know, as he became, he took on that elder statesman yeah. um, position mm. quite well. Like, okay, I'm on the radio now, but you know, there's more modern, younger commentators coming through. You know, who should follow that advice? Mick Malthouse. He should do that. The dinosaur. Anyway, uh, he could learn from um, old Barass on on that one. He was sort of like not employed by the AFL, but. 
He was, yeah. In some yeah. ways, he was. He, he, he was, was an ambassador. Help. Yeah, no, he was an ambassador, I reckon, maybe officially, because there were grand final days mm. where he wasn't in Australia. Do you remember this? So he would he would be in, and I'm not going not oh. Bali, but but he would be overseas. Ireland right. didn't he lead those early days? He might have. What did they call them? They called the Galars uh, when they first. Oh started, yes. When they first started yes, going over there. Good memory, yeah. He went and did Kokoda Trail for his seventieth birthday, um, and he launched the song. He only did one book, or his first book actually. That's we impressive should do. Yeah, we, should, we should go and do Kokoda Trail and, and do a podcast but, live. Mate, Kikoda. we can't get together here at Morabbin, um, <laughs> let alone go to. I might be Kikoda late for the trip. I might be late for the trip. I might miss the plane. Yeah. Do you know I, what? I'm not sure we can get too. too many um, salt and vinegar chips on the Kokoda Trail, mate. No, we'll get the guys, um, or steam dimmies. We'll get the guys to carry it for us. What's their? Yeah, those little blokes who carry the packs for you. Those tour guide type things. Yes. Um, Wonderful career. You, you can see Bale. why they're contemplating um, doing something um, like naming the Premiership Cup after him. So the Ronald Barassi or the Ronald Dale Barassi trophy. And, um, and I reckon that's have. appropriate. We were just saying in the pre-production meeting mm. that because he was to be recognised as player, coach, like complete service to the game, I think the Premiership Cup is... Would be appropriate, yeah, yeah, because you're not just thinking about the player. Barassi Cup. Yeah, you, you, the winner gets the Barassi Cup, and he, um, he'll certainly, um, he'll, he'll get a state funeral, won't he? He'll yeah, be, just yeah. today, they've, they've, they've offered, and accepted. They've accepted yeah. It, yeah. Three kids he had. I was going to say, I never Ron heard much Junior. Of him. Yeah, two marriages. Yeah, two yeah, marriages. Cheryl, Cheryl Nancy his, uh, first, and then Cheryl. Long like time. Frank Sinatra, mate. Nancy Callot, I think her name was. Yeah. Oh. Good to know, Chex. You've been, you have absolutely impressed. I'm all your, over it. Uh, I'm all research. over it. So, Valet Ron Barassi, uh, and all the best of his. Sadly, do you think they'll do something big on the cup on the premiership. Well, they're, game? they're trying to work out a way to, to honour him in some way this year at the grand final. Yeah, and I mean, I'm some besides the cup, name, yeah, potentially. Yeah. I think they're trying. Oh, I, like, yeah. I mean, but they're trying to get that cup done quickly. But there's a process for this, and I heard Gil. On the way here, no, so it'll be done in days. Riveting. Hasn't he left yet? In yeah. days. Well, well, why wouldn't they ask Andrew Dillon? He's the CEO now, well, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Dillon McLaughlin. The commission's got to, got to be consulted, and then they've got to they've got to do a bit. Going from a guild to a deal. I reckon that. You know what potentially killed him? In the end, was Melbourne's performance. Mm, I'm waiting for it. Well. I mean, I did say we're going to segue into that now. Well, we I might as well get into the match reviews. Right? Yeah. So um, let's go back to Friday peace, night. Ronald. Friday night, Rest mate. in peace, mate. Yeah. No. Um, correct. Ditto. And um, ditto, ditto. Let's, let's talk um, the Ds against the Blues. Now, Tex, please. Yeah, yeah, what I was, was your wrong. take on it, mate? No, no, I was... I oh, forget about the wrong bit. But... Oh, well, I thought um, you, it pains me to say it, but you were all over this. They, Carlton... Full credit. To, I, I thought it was a pretty good game of footy, actually, to watch. Um, Carlton thoroughly deserved it. Jeez, um, Melbourne. Jeez, straight sets. Two uh, years in a row, mate. Yeah, that's um, the shark circle, I guess. But uh, you'd watch it more from a purist perspective, Shane, than I did. In the end, you know, I think Carlton... And had the game gone another five minutes, Carlton would have won by more. I don't think Melbourne were coming back, so... Disappointing for Melbourne and the fans, but um, and Max Gorn, you know, I'm not 
I know everyone picks out an incident in the game. Carlton were outstanding and thoroughly deserved the victory, so as much as I don't like to say it. What do you think, Shane? Oh, I think uh, I'm the opposite of what your thoughts about Melbourne. I think Melbourne had all the play in the last quarter and just kicked horribly to their finals performance from a goalkeeping point of view, 16 goals, 28. You're not going to win games as we've seen. So they've dominated areas of the, of the game, both games, um, and just couldn't get it done. Um, but credit to Carlton, they stayed in the game and um, they move on to a prelim final now. But Can I come um, off the long run? There you go, you go, you go Shane. Sense is going to Shane. You go, oh, mate. The greatest bit of evidence of coaching malpractice in quite some time, mate. Um, Goodwin has absolutely shit the bed. Uh, it started with their selection, right, and what they did with selection, um, and the way they handled that. The the fact that their players and he, and this is in his control. Um, remember before they won the flag. There was a lot of me stuff. Everyone played hero ball. And I thought that was so evident in that last part of that game. Um, outside of Gorn and May, um, Petrarca, um, Oliver, um, particularly, um, 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 your mate Keziah Pickett, um, taking shots when there were open players. Everyone wanted Bailey Fritch. He had missed some shots, but um, the low... Uh, the low percentage, bit of selfishness, you reckon? Hundred percent across okay. the board of all of them, mate. They all, right. and even when you go and have a look at, give me the ball. I think I'm trying to remember who it was who'd taken a mark, and Fritch was coming around saying, "Pass me the ball, give me the ball," so he could he could have that hook around shot uh, on his left foot. Mm. And all they wanted to do was was um was do that, and you and you saw some of the play coming even out of that that last minute, um, lack of organisation. It just fell apart, and yeah, unfortunately, that's all coaching, mate. That you drill that stuff into your players, and um, they are wasting a generational list. This club, Carlton, were in front of half time. Okay, yeah, a couple of points. I mean, last quarter, Melbourne kicked two goals, six. So yeah. they certainly had their opportunity, but they didn't nail it. Um, there was a lack of accountability, and when we saw. I don't know about you guys, but when I saw that kick from Viney, his little right footer, yeah, hit went straight Jacob Wittering. Wittering, and I went, uh-oh, mm. and he switched to Doherty, and uh, I had my beautiful wife next to me, and go, if McPhee doesn't hit this body and ball, and he does it, I go, oh, no. And that's a shame. And then we talk about accountability, right? And it may have been brought up in the papers, or someone would have dissected it. Where the hell the key back, man? How does a Fritz be in the goal square in a one-on-two situation... When the ball, there was a contest Acres, on the mean? opposite wing, and Acres eventually takes the mark, of course, but there was, I can't remember the other Carlton player there. Fritz had no chance. That was McGovern, who's a backman. I don't know what he was doing up there. Was he next to him? Yeah, next he, to he was the guy who feigned as if he was going up for the contest. Acres cut, cuts across, floats across, takes the mark, and, and kicks the seal. So up. where is your nay? Where was Lever? Where was your other key backs? And what no, was your undisciplined and arrogant? All the things away, that you would, you would go on. What the hell is going on? Yeah. Well, I think all the a stuff bit... that you would go on about Richmond. Uh, no, for no, years, yeah, no. I and think there's switch, a bit to be said for that. That switch from Weeder in across. Oh, that was a massive kick. It was about a 55 meter kick across. That is plenty of time to go whoa, whoa, and go back and cover your man. They, they show they, they show this brilliant down the ground yeah. um, vision where whoever his um, Acres direct opponent was. Yeah. It was actually, I think it might have been Lever, but right. stayed up towards the halfback flank, and Acres just starts going back, so he, um, towards the goal square. Now that might have been also because he'd hurt his, he'd re-injured 
for about the fourth time in the game, his, his shoulder or collarbone, oh, yeah. whatever it was, mm. and starts going back because he went straight off the ground after they kicked that goal. He didn't play the last minute acres. Yeah. Um, that was gutsy by that him and Doherty. Um, his last two weeks And acres. De Koning was really good early De in that game. De Koning was really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't, he, hasn't he had a great he's, six he's or eight weeks? Up. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. his shoulder. Take it up and come back on. He's incredible. We'll, we'll talk we... previews, but um, another another set of wasted opportunities for Melbourne. What was your take on not using the sub at all, Shaki? Yeah. I mean, is that... Well, that's a shocking selection. So, well, how do I use this guy? Where? Hmm. He's okay as a defender, but you can't play him forward either. So that... Well, he's a forward ruck. Oh. All right? Nothing. I don't know. Well, they overlook Rudney. They don't play yeah. Brown. Brown's no good, mate. No, but I'm just saying. But and then, then they didn't kick a winning score, and they didn't kick straight. So they cop a fair bit of heat. That's and and it's easy to say after the event, and he was a premiership coach not that long ago. But they've doubled down on your mate, bad loss. So he's contracted for a while, and a long summer for that. Good, good. Long Um, summer. um, The more that clubs keep making these stupid decisions, it's better for the teams who follow other clubs. So while while he's in charge, while Beveridge is in charge of the Bulldogs, and while Hinkley's in charge of Port Adelaide, rest assured, none of those three teams are winning winning anything. Yeah. Uh, would be my per- personal and humble opinion. Let's move on to the other the other game, Port GWS. Talking about another club folding like a deck of cards. Um, well, no surprise to see or for us to witness um, what we did on Saturday night. That it was just they are very very good team GWS and. Said last week that uh, Porter banged up. They have no flexibility in their group, and they've got killed around the stoppages. They got killed everywhere, and they were lucky to be only five goals down three at half time. Sorry, yeah. and that was embarrassing. Nine eleven, yeah. Oh mate, they should have. They should have been ten goals up. GWS, mm. but that second quarter, I, I texted you during the game, Shane. That was um. So I reckon the only other bit of football this season that I've watched as an impartial supporter that was better than that was when Melbourne. Led, oh, sorry, when Brisbane led Melbourne in that game at the MCG where they got run over in the last yeah, ten minutes, yeah. the second and third quarter the way Melbourne, pl- uh, Brisbane played that night mm. was as good a footy until Saturday night with GWS. In that second quarter, nineteen inside fifties, nineteen. They were huge for GWS. They were huge. That's the a way, lot of entry, isn't it? Like, and they just and it was oh, and but, that back line's not that great anyway, so it was under massive pressure. I think Shane, I don't know what you think in new text, but. The only thing that I can think of now is that if you had to do, like you think of tennis, right, where guys um, have got rankings based off the whole whole year's form, right? So Port Adelaide were ranked fourth going into the finals. But if you had to do a seeding for a finals tournament, I would have almost said that they were seeded seven. I reckon St Kilda were eighth and Port Adelaide were the seventh um, uh, team. Everyone else was above them, I would have thought. Going in, thought, yeah, you're probably Going into right. the finals, yeah, right? You're probably right. Um, and, and so... Port Adelaide have played the two lowest seeds, um, um, and and they've done bloody well. But it'd be interesting. I mean, they're coming up against the best team of the year um, across the whole year, and that's Collingwood. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. And I think somebody mentioned him uh, in a week prior when you said who you're looking forward to playing, but um, seeing play Jesse Hogan. I mean, uh, what a terrific comeback in terms of the way he's playing. He's kicked four, Green's kicked three. I mean, if that happens, they're going to be able to beat whoever they play. So, in all fairness, he played on Ace Cordy the week before and he played on um, McKenzie, who was who had half a knee busted. Yeah, OK. That. So, he's going to be playing on Darcy Moore or Jeremy Howe or 
or somebody else. Yeah, but you still gotta you gotta stand up in these type of games and he's certainly done that, so credit to him. So hundred percent. What about Caniglio? That's uh, that's a great story, don't you reckon? Uh, You've got to be happy for him. You know, I, I yeah. think the reason one of the reasons for his performance change in the last couple of years is Pressure's off. Well, who's gone? Leon Cameron. Oh, absolutely. He he had, I reckon he destroyed that kid. And it's great to see um, Adams had a massive impact on him this year, but he started to change. When did Leon give it away? Was it halfway through last? Last year. Halfway yeah. through last. Late, just late, yeah, player. halfway through, and they appointed Kingsley late, it's I think. just crazy. So good. So good to see. And his he's skills by hand, by feet. And his left foot on there in the middle of the ground, that apparently we hit up. But yeah. mate, so, so happy for him. So it's fantastic. So, um, But they've got great balance across all lines, which I might have said last week. And... Uh, they can swing players around, and you talk about Green up forward, but that Tom Green in the middle, oh my God, oh. did he destroy them in the first quarter and a half? And that's their that? strength too. <sighs> they, they they went missing, mate. Those boys, oh. old Rosie and How strong is Butters, he though? right? You can't get him off the ball. Oh, he's a bit harsh on Butters. Butters, Butters didn't go missing. Give Butters, me a spell. And, Butters and Boak were great all night. I thought. Boak, yeah, Boak I thought. Give me a spell. I thought Boak was good late. Set late it was. Yeah, well, late. Yeah, the, late. I mean, the game was lost, mate. Yeah. Mm. That's the problem. So. They, at some point. Um, people just need to own up to the fact that they're mentally weak, they're a bunch of front runners, and they don't have a game plan that can stacks up in finals. And it's been proven three out of the last four final series. Well, I think in game plan, like you, you need to have, well, is it is a B plan, all right? But you also need to have other players to go in if the the, the A game plan isn't working well. Yeah. They don't have that. Yeah, and that's reminded me of Don Pike. They need two thousand. They need a lot of. <laughs> They need a fair bit of recruitment over the pre-season, and they're not going to get it. Um, to well, they sure. are. They're going for Zerk Thatcher, um, Radagalia, Jordan Sweet. is going to be playing in the... Um, I think it's going to end up very sour for them, unfortunately. Do they need Grundy? Is that Gary's son? Um, could be. Right. Yeah. Do they need Grundy? I know Sydney's right into him, but do Port need Grundy? Um, I don't know if they need Grundy, but I'm not sure Sweet is... I mean, he's played 11 games, apparently. So, mm. you yeah, know, Zerk Thatcher's played, and, and Radagalia have both played, you know, for four or five years, six years in the case of Radagalia, have played mm. under 50 games. Mm. And like like we said earlier, Radagalia hasn't even played a dozen games um, in the back half. So Would have been quiet, quiet in Rundle Mall on oh, Saturday night. Another good story, Tony Bedford. Toby. Oh, Toby, sorry. Yeah. How good's he go? Yeah, just ask That's his it. mum too. How was his mum? Did you see? Did you see in some of the aftermatch? She was. She. I think she'd had. Oh, she vibed a just a little bit really? during the course oh. of the game. Enjoyed the hospitality of the yeah. South Australians. She'd been on the sherry, I think. Uh, absolutely. Great and to she see was. Him well. She was just um, um, gate crashing every every interview, and um, as much, it, it, it was it was a really nice right. And Cornelio was really good because he was being interviewed on one of them, and right. just. Um, they, she came in and it was just like, you know, when you're talking to someone and you've got that, that drunk friend who decides to come in and invade the conversation. It was exactly <laughs> like Security. It's good stuff. So so that's a good segue into the preliminary final previews. And, and I think Friday night, Collingwood GWS, it'd be like watching a Richmond Intercard match, mate. Real. Mm. I thought that would go down well with the Collingwood. Yeah, no, like a lead balloon. Yeah, no. Um, so there's, there's a no, big sound coming Collingwood. from GWS. And they beat Collingwood in a prelim not that long ago. Four years. 2019. 
but um, another team that's won more finals in Melbourne than Melbourne Football Club since 2019. I know I, I don't have much credibility in the tipping stakes at the minute, no, but, but they, they, these two games, the, the two teams that have had the week off will demolish both the opposition on the weekend and sail through to the grand final. Okay. I, I don't agree. Mm. Um, I think Brisbane should get over Carlton. Um, for the Collingwood GWS game, um, there's. Oh, it's going to go into my next uh, next. Uh, it's recency bias, Shane. So, it's recency bias. Um, I'll tell you why there's a, a lot of pressure on a certain person. So, um, I don't think it's going to be uh, smooth sailing for the Pies. Um, Tyler Adams out, mate. Their, no loss. Their performance. Mm. Hello. That's well, well, here's a loss because uh, GWS has got a pretty handy midfield. Taylor's. Skills aren't great, decision-making isn't great, but you've got a Tom Green, who I just mentioned before, he would probably go to a Tom Green, and you need someone that's physically strong and uh, can go the whole game, and that's Taylor's role. But, mm-hmm. So I don't know who they, you know, who do you put in there? Taylor's not in there. Well, Tom Mitchell's going to have to be your in under guy. Yeah, but he's not going to, he, he'll get smashed by Tom Green if they put him on Tom Green. Well, Dacos comes in, I don't know, a different player. Dacos comes in, so they've got to find somebody else. Does Noble come back in? Why? I'm just saying, does Noble come back in? Because uh, Dacos is going to come back in for Adams. So unless they think Noble's a better matchup for um, Shorty Daniels and um, Toby Redford, unless he takes Toby, the the guy that then someone else is still got to go out then. Well, people Nick, about Lipinski. You can't put Nick on the ball because he will get smashed. He's not ready for it. Lipinski. People say he shouldn't hold his spot. I can't believe that. Uh, no, but he yeah. was he was very jittery um, in the first week for sure. Um, stuffed up a lot of things. It'd have to be um, Oleg Markov's. The only that, that's the in and out. But he was yeah, but he was in. Yeah, yeah, I know. So he would have to come out for Noble to come in. Okay. Right. So you just think it's so a straight swap? Davis Adam, comes Adams in is, and Adams out. Well, and, well and that, that that's made it easier for you guys now. That, that that's occurred. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just remind. Worried about it. Just just remember when the competition was set up that the top two teams get a home prelim. And they're both playing interstate sides. Collingwood's got you would have you would have picked this at the start of the year as a Collingwood supporter. Give me a home prelim against a non-Melbourne club, <clears throat> and Brisbane would have said, "Give me a home prelim against anyone else." So I got no reason to think that Collingwood and Brisbane both won't win and win well. Well, Brisbane have never made it. So they've never made it to the last dance under Chris Fagan. So they still got a bit of work to do. But based on form two weeks ago. Um, when they demolished Port Adelaide, they again, Port Adelaide, they weren't the same team as they were eight weeks ago, ten weeks ago. So as Turtle ranked them seven you know, uh, out of the eight, then they really didn't beat anyone. So, um, so who, who, well, who Carl- are you tipping? Carlton would have to bring intense pressure for the whole game to be a chance to knock off Brisbane because mm. their Achilles heel or kryptonite Brisbane is pressure. Mm. Do you run out of puff, Shane, though? After you do this three weeks in a row, if you're GWS and Carlton, and I hope for the sake of the grand final the following week, that we do have Collingwood and Brisbane, because I think if we don't, it might be a one-sided affair. Well, yeah. it depends. Maybe. It could be it could be GWS against Carlton, mate. You can get on with me. Well, mate, no thanks. If we go back to 2016, like you know, the doggies uh, played obviously four games to win the win the flag, and their three prior to the grand final were. The most intense and physical football I can remember seeing, um, 
and they were able to get it done. So Carlton have had a week off, so GWS, um, yeah, they've played two games. Um, the other team have had a week off. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Oh, I think Carlton's, issue? Carlton's bigger... No, it no. won't be travel. I think I the bigger think so. issue for Carlton will be um, health. They've got a lot of key players. Um, Doherty, uh, Akers, um, who've, been, who've been injured. Now, Harry Mackay's going to come back in. Martin, um, come back in? Jack Martin, will he got to play. So, so Matt Kennedy will get dropped for... Um, for 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 one of those guys, and then just got to work out who else falls out to, to make way for for the other one. But you those two are you just Carlton as number one from stoppages clearances for the for the season so far. Um, they would have to be dominant on Saturday night to give themselves a chance because uh, speed, Brisbane all over them from a speed point of view. So and it's a fast ground. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's being played at five fifteen, so the Jew won't be a factor either. What no, no Mill Jew. Mil, no yeah. Mill Jew. Well, I've I've spoken to Nugget, and yeah. he's prepared to give us some tips uh, yeah. on location. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I like it. I I um. I like it. I uh, two winners. Oh yeah, uh, Collingwood and Brisbane for me. I'm going GWS and Brisbane. You think GWS will be Collingwood? Mm. No, I'm going Collingwood and Brisbane. Um, just quickly on some other stories still floating around the AFL, um, mate. It's a bugbear. These these old blokes who continue to to think that they've that father time hasn't caught up with them. How the hell have Adelaide re-signed Rory Sloan? I think he's been good this year. But they've probably re-signed him the same reason that the same way that uh, they're probably giving him a one-year deal, have they? Well, you couldn't give him more than that. Well, just like Richmond gave Cochin and Rewalt one year, sometimes you give people one-year deals. Mm. But Rory Sloan's in Adelaide's best side still. He's not in their best side, mate. Okay, we'll ask him. Well, they obviously think he is. Uh, Boke. Do you? Boke. Uh, I'd be, uh, um, I'd be, I'd be moving on from Boke. I think um, Sloan is probably 19 to 22. <laughs> probably in, that's where I'd sort of fit him. Boke, I think Boke's time's up. Yeah. Um, Goldstein, probably the same. Side bottom? No. No, I think he's had a pretty good season. Been terrific. Yeah. Okay. But it catches not. up with you quickly, mate. No, it does. Oh, we, we saw, saw that, that this year. Cochin and Rewalk. Yeah, absolutely. And others. <laughs> There's a whole heap of them. Yeah, but prior to that, 2022, the, those two players, Cochin and Rewalk, they, they, were, they were good. Yeah, so when it catches up with you, it gets you quickly, doesn't yeah, but it? Yeah, you, uh, you don't know when it's going to happen, though. But we saw that with those two players this year, so... What's yes. happening in Tassie? Oh, mate, some key appointments been made over in the last week. Rewalt? Their board's been selected. Did you see which ex-players made the board? Jack Rewalt? No. Oh, uh, Alistair Lynch. Oh, right. Uh, yes, I did. He okay. was really, I heard him interviewed. He was, um, he was really good about um, just what the role would be. So he's going to be their footy director. Wow. Yeah. Because uh, the rest and, of it is a mixture of uh, legal people and whatever else. So, um, Brisbane to Tassie. But... But the actual employee is Jack Rewalt was the first employee. That, mm-hmm. that got announced last week as well. So yeah. um, he's going to be doing some work on, on setting up um, their culture and what, wow. they want, what, what they want it to stand for. Good. So it sounded like there's a bit of... So he's going to be moving back down to Tassie uh, for a period of time to do that. Wow. Mm. Will he go into coaching, do you think? Rewalt? Yeah. No, I don't think that, that's his go. Right. No. I think he'll keep playing with the media and... And a few of these guys, it would, would appear, Cochin um, and also um, Rewalt are doing stuff around um, leadership consulting and all that yeah, sort of okay. stuff. Yeah. I mean, 
they were part of transforming the way um, that's all done now in the AFL, mate. Everyone's mimicked mm. what Richmond have done. So good luck to them. Five of the nine on the board are female. Interestingly, Tasmania. That's good. Yeah. Well, you're the you're the board person here. Well, no, they're just X. jumping straight into diversity. So, um, one of them's an ex Tasmanian director of marketing, so she'd have a terrific skill set. Another one's World Vision Australia non-executive director. So it's all happening. Um, what, I just want to put on the agenda: no announcement at Richmond. No announcement yeah. at Richmond. Well, no, no. The, Nobody wants a job. Well, my my sources tell me my Down sources tell me that those that have uh, presented haven't exactly set the world on fire, so it might be back to the drawing board. Wow. Mm. There you go. There you go. Very riveted by your sources, text. Well, who do you think is it down to two? Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, that's what. Well, I that's what they've said. So Richmond have said, and it's in line with their timeline. And who's the two? Andrew and Adam. Yeah. Adam, who's a? Yeah. And? McWalter. Oh, please. You don't believe that, do you? Uh, well, I think uh, Mr. Cochin had endorsed him to be, to be a great fit for him. Yeah, I think, personally, I, I mean, um, if, if, if I had the choice, I'd pick Uze. Well, I think, I think it, it'd, be, it'd be good to have a new voice. Hmm. Um, uh, right now, they, they're making other changes. So 10 or 12 weeks. He's a bit old, was he? What's that? Mini McWalter? Well, Need a new voice after 10 or 12 no, no, He's been there for 10 years, mate. Been yeah. assistant for yeah. a while. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. So um, I think a fresh change would be good. And and they'll get they'll get a few new coaches, I suspect, in there with whoever the new coach is as well. All right. Um, oof. The coach the coach is ready to go, mate. Phone in hand. Big, ready big to stuff. bark some instructions. Oh, my word. Morwood. A chance here for Collingwood. Shane Morwood puts it back. Shano, I know you've been doing as much as what you were encouraged not to do any research. You, you are just the ultimate and consummate professional. And you rang me to say, listen, I want to do a segment. In my segment this week, I want to focus on people who are under the pump. Mm. That's a great idea, Shano. Um, so, mate, so I want up. you to start with, um, uh, give us a couple. Tex and I have, um, have, have put our thinking caps on as well. Good. Um, but um, why don't you tell us who, who the three are that um, you think are most most under the pump leading into preliminary final weekend? Uh, the Brisbane Lions coach, Chris Fagan. Tick. He is under the pump big time. Let me just go through his finals record. Oof. Ten games, four wins. Twice he's had double chances. Twice he's gone out in straight sets. 2019-2021. Uh, Seven years, well, not been twice, sorry, a prelim. He had double chances twice, went out straight sets. This is his second prelim that was coming up on the weekend. He's been there for seven years. He's not been able to take that group to that next step. Um, his home and away win-loss ratio since 2019 is 72.64%. So he's 177, lost 29. He's at 40% from a finals point of view. The pressure, when, it, when we talk about pressure, and we... we can be quite critical of um, what do you call him, Simon Goodwin, bad loss. Yeah. Um, but if if I look at you watch Chris Fagan, I don't see a lot in. I don't see any in talking to the uh, the coaches upstairs, um, and I think his ability to actually make decisions 
uh, during the game is questionable. I think the key to their ability to actually take that next step is their uh, want and desire to actually continue to play hard, tough footy when the game's not on your terms. And we know the game swings in, in roundabouts um, throughout the game. So how does he ensure that his team can actually maintain a high level of intensity both offensively and defensively? It's their Achilles heel. We've seen it over the last five years. That's my big cons- biggest concern. If they don't win on the weekend, then he's failed again as a coach. They'd have to question his position within that club. Well, he just has to go to Port Adelaide and he'll get another 10 years, well, mate. He, he, he may, but mm-hmm. that he is the biggest one. He's number one for me. That's under extreme pressure. I like that one. Next. Um, for that gonna, club? What do you think Absolutely. about that one? No, I think, that's, I think it's Kick. spot on. 100% well said. Number two. Well, let's let's go to this guy that actually plays with the Brisbane Lions. Uh, I think he has a huge impact at and I think you and I mentioned him the other week, and that's Joe Danaher from a playing point of view. So, um, he is so Have you frustrating, but he can be so dominant, and his body language is not great for most of the time. If he stands up and performs offensively like he can from marking, kicking goals, and getting involved at ground level, his defensive pressure, his defensive pressure is appalling. But if he can actually bring that straight up, he he has a huge ability to lead and influence this group. If he can do that, mate, they're, they're going to go a long way to win the game. But if he doesn't, I don't think they're going to win. Mm. That's the impact this guy can have. He's under extreme pressure. Guys? Number three? Oh, number three. What do you oh, want to make no, no, no. I just, I, for similar reasons, I thought the other two forwards in the side, Andrews and Hipwood. Well, Andrews doesn't play forward anyway. The, the, back, the backman Andrews well, and, and the forward Hipwood. Well, yes. I think they're both okay. under the pump. Um, well, Harris Andrews done. He's played a super season, so mm. yes, he's going to be on the pump. Mm. Depends if Harry McKay plays for Carlton, then you'll probably take him. But I think you'll handle Harry no problems. And Hipwood. Uh, Hipwood, well, he's. A, he, I mean, compared he, to other players, mate, um, who are under the pump, I don't think out of he's the going to. Do you think Joe Danaher's under the pump more than, than? Well, yeah, because he's a okay. bigger he, name and a bigger, bigger yeah, presence. Okay. He needs to stand up. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. That's what he's there for. Okay. He would push his right up the ground and he takes marks on the wing, but also then pushes back and he's actually the number one um, marking player inside 50 because he actually moves back in and that's where he, he works his player up, uh, up the ground and back so they can't go with him. But um, So anyway, he's number two. Uh, it's my number three um, person that's under the pump is the Collingwood coach, Craig McRae. And the reason for this is that um, they have not played anywhere near their best football for at least two months now. So if we look at... We spoke last week about Melbourne's inside 50s versus Collingwood's, right? It was 37 to 69. But if you go back over the last six or seven weeks, there's only twice have they actually won um, more inside 50s than the opposition. Now, they've won three or four out of those, those seven or eight games, but they're getting scored against really quickly. And they've been able to defend. We saw that against Melbourne last week, mm-hmm. and they're probably lucky to actually win. We know that. But they've been leaking for a long time. Now, part of that is because their offensive style of play, uh, when that's on and they've been efficient by hand or by foot, then they're very hard to stop. They are the best at it, no doubt about that. But when they don't do that really well, and they stuff up a kick or a handball, it gets turned over very quickly and there's a lot of pressure on the back half. Yeah. 
The issue that I think McRae's going to have is how does he set up his backup? There's a player that I'm going to actually um, say well, yeah. name in a minute that I think there's massive pressure on because I'm not sure where Craig McRae's going to do with him. And that's Jeremy Howe. Since he's come back from his, from his elbow injury, he is struggling to keep up with, you talk about father time, he's struggling to keep up with his opponents. He's not taking marks as often as he did. Why? Because the ball's coming in quickly into the back half. He hasn't got time to sit, take away, bang, jump, and mark the football. So he's not having that influence. And I think he's been identified by the opposition to actually, we want to match up on him. We want to go to his player. So I think he's got some issues with a, a selection point of view for this weekend. You know, we mentioned before, like, you know, Nick Dacus is going to come in, Taylor Adams out with a hamstring. How does he set up? Um, who goes in the middle? Does Nick go to the halfback flank? Does, um, what's his name, Johnny Noble come back in? Uh, I think he's got bigger, more problems about how he, how, how is how going to play wow. and where do I play him? Because they pushed him forward a few weeks ago. He's no good forward. So I think Craig's got um, one in, I don't know how he's going to do it. They need to start playing to the level they can play, and they haven't done that for two months, which is my biggest concern, versus a GWS that we've seen what they've liked for the last 12 weeks. They've won 10, um, and they were so impressive last week. But I think Craig's got the, he's got the biggest problem for me, and he needs to somehow get this team back playing at least 70% of the game at their peak, peak performance. If they don't, they will get rolled on the weekend. Well, I think there's someone, Shane, who might be able to help him out. I reckon there's a player who's under the pump more than the coach, and that's Dan McStay. I reckon they, they bought into the club to clunk a few and kick multiple goals. And Collingwood kicked a big score against Brisbane when they got beaten, and he didn't kick many. They, they beat Essendon comfortably in the last home and away, and he didn't kick many. For me, he's got to stand up and kick at least three on Saturday night on the big stage. That's why they got into the club. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's not going to be there on Saturday night because that means he's missed a game on Friday night. <laughs> Friday night, night. He's so, on the wrong bus, a bit like a side bottom. Yeah, I think there's about. others who are more under the pump. Than but him. I think, okay. yeah, the ball, has, think? the ball has to get in there, mate, and that's the problem. And we, if, they, if they're not winning around the, the stoppages and they're not clearing the ball effectively, he doesn't come into the play. No, I understand so that. So you can easily, you know, highlight him. Yes, he needs to perform. He actually did quite well. He probably got us across the line against Melbourne because he took a couple of ripper marks around the play and kicking two goals in that third quarter, I think yeah, it might have been. That actually helped us. Yeah. So, yes, he didn't get a lot of opportunity, but that, this is the reason why. That night, it was 37-69 forward 50 entries, and and most we had we had seven the first night. I reckon the forward line's been under the pump all year at Collingwood, though. Yeah, but it's about how the ball's come in, why they start to play the game. But because it's been sitting back in their back half too much. But when it's got in there, at the times during the year, they haven't capitalised a lot. Well, you I, take Elliot out. If Elliot doesn't kick a couple, like I'm talking multiple goal kickers. I would oh, say yeah. to you, part of the challenge over the last six or eight weeks has been personnel, in and out, yeah. shuffling, whatever else. So the one, the only counter I would say about Jeremy Howe and that commentary you made about him, Shane, is that I think what's happened now is that role that he was playing, Nathan Murphy has, has, has started to play that a lot more, mm. right? Um, so he he's become that um, third man up type thing, which... And Jeremy and and I think they're easing him back in because I think that impact of his injury is a lot greater than what we really understand. And he was he was a swing man in a couple of games as well, um, where they use him. Uh, oh, he did all right uh, under that that scenario to see what's available because if you're under the pump, you know that putting him down there for a quarter or that he can actually do it. Um, I actually think 
Darcy Moore um, um, is uh, is under the pump. He, he's, what? He, well, yeah, he's, he's going in as the, as the captain, right? So he's the first time um, finals captain, right? In this final series, right? He's up against a, a full forward who's, who's also equally under pressure. But when it comes down to lockdown type stuff, he's not that great. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic rebounder and um, attacking guy, but but no, picking your moments, he can't. So if uh, Danaher and the guys up the field from Brisbane play it smart, they can expose. Um, Darcy Moore and the rest of the Collingwood backline. Um, um, but Darcy plays for Brisbane, not GWS. Yeah, so I was predicting to the grand oh, final, the grand I guess. Final. Getting I like you thinking. Yeah, no. <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves. I hope you're sorry, right. Sorry, I sorry right. Shane, I, I was just predicting her in the grand final. I actually think, though, um, and I picked this guy who I was looking forward to for finals, and that was Charlie Curnow. And, and in the first two finals, he's actually really been pretty quiet. Mm. So I know they're playing with house money a little bit. Now, they've, they've absolutely hit where I think people thought they could get to. So top four uh, and maybe win a final. So they're going to end up in the top four teams. So they've probably done as much as they can do. But I think he's going to be pivotal. Him and Harry Mackay um, in that in that team are under significant pressure um, to, to perform. So that'd be, I think you've picked some good ones. A couple of left of centre ones for you to consider. I think the doctors are going to be under the pump this weekend because they don't want any player to going to concussion protocol because oh, yeah. that means a miss of a grand final. Um, closely followed by the arc. So just wait for a disaster to occur uh, this weekend. So those two dogs and the dogs. Um, the two dogs, <laughs> dogs. That, that is a real worry. That and is then, a real worry. That um, and then the trifecta, which will happen on Monday, which is the match review. So I think those three areas Very good. Field, um, could be under the pump. Yeah, but Shana, so proud of the preparation here. If you saw the notes that this man has taken. Great stuff, Shana. This is why we did the deal with him to extend his contract for another five years. And hasn't he delivered in spades? In spades. Right on. Great work, coach. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood... Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Yeah, mate, there was an overwhelming response to the launch of Truganita Tex last week. Um, <laughs> and it imploded as, as quickly as that raid that took place at, at the actual um, underground casino out of Truganita um, a couple of weeks back. Mate, what's going on? You, you are continuing on from Texas Try, which was your inaugural betting segment some years ago when we launched the podcast, where you went zero for 21. Well, those that follow me would know I was had a four-bet multi, and I got mm. two of them in. Neither of the AFL ones <laughs> No, true. In. Doesn't pay. But uh, get your pens, pencils, and crayons ready. I'm ready, mate. I have three, Shane. I'm going to keep it very simple. Um, the first bet, we're just, just going to stay in Brisbane all weekend. Brisbane. And at the line, the Broncos with a ten and a half start. Against the Warriors. Yes, in Brisbane. Into the Lions with a nineteen and a half point start. So the Broncos Lions double, three dollars sixty six. And what would the Lions get head start? Ten and a half. Nineteen and a half Lions, ten and a half of Broncos, three dollars sixty six. Uh certainties, then my other bet. This will give you odds of $5.22, Shane, this four-leg multi. The two favourites in the NRL, so Penrith and Broncos just to win their games. They'll, they'll win. 
and then Collingwood and Brisbane to both win over 15 and a half. That'll give you $5.22. So Collingwood and Brisbane are 15.5. Penrith and Broncos just to win. And Not if even you, writing these ones down, mate. And if you want it, want really simple money, it's a six-leg multi, but th- this... Simple this, money, a six-leg. This, 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 <laughs> I'm going I'm to go on record so now and say game. this cannot be beaten. This is, this is AFLW winners only, okay? Winners only in alphabetical order. Collingwood, Essendon, Geelong, Gold Coast, Sydney, and North. Six of them to win. You said alphabetical order. Yeah, I gave you an alphabetical order. Collingwood, Essendon, Geelong, Gold Coast, North Melbourne, and Sydney. Sorry. $5.98. Who did they beat? Who did those teams beat? Doesn't matter. Well, it does. I mean, we're trying to follow what what you're suggesting here. So quickly, get onto the phone and tell us. Five dollars ninety eight, and then if if you're not having a good week punting, take this to the bank. Well, that's what you take this to the bank. If you happen to lose any money, put all your chips in on Brownlow night for Toby Green to finish in the top ten at two dollars. I've never seen more ridiculous odds in Brownlow betting for that bloke to finish in the top ten of Brownlow betting. That's Toby Green. Two dollars is that? Two dollars is Is that short? Yeah, it's money for jam. Should be. A dollar thirty. Um, if you want to know who's going to win this week, is that what you're asking? Giants, sorry, in the AFLW, is that yep. what you want to know? Yes. Collingwood beat who? Collingwood beat St Kilda at Moorabbin. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Tick. Essendon. Essendon beat Frio at Windy Hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gold Coast, who are flying, beat the Bulldogs up there. Mm-hmm. North Melbourne, who are the best team in it, beat the Lions down in Tassie. Mm-hmm. Geelong. Geelong. Go to Port Adelaide and beat them over there. Uh-huh. Sydney. And Sydney smashed the Eagles. You're staying away from Richmond, mate. Staying away from Richmond. They've got Carlton at Icon Park. Make it a seven-league multi. No. So I repeat, Collingwood, Essendon, Gold Coast, Geelong, North Melbourne and Sydney, $5.98. Brisbane Broncos and Lions at the line, three sixty-six. Penrith and Broncos just to win. Collingwood and Brisbane win by more than 15 and a half, 5.22. All up in a Toby Green. Top 10, the Brownlow for $2. Bang. Two put other a, questions. Put a big down payment That's on your good. mortgage, Shane. Mm. And then go and make sure you've got another <laughs> secondary financial. What do I financial. say to my bank manager when I return his call tomorrow? Three. Ring him back on Monday. He'll be happy to take your call. Oh, oh, mate, how did Kovalika go? Now, Kovalika didn't run. I said to you that Kovalika is going to be a horse of the spring. Interesting you bring Kovalika up. Did she have a trial? Um, she had some track work, but she's running in the Epsom on the 30th of September, and you'll get $15 if you back her tonight, Grand and four forty the place. Where's the Epsom run? In Sydney Where, or Melbourne? Uh, that's in Sydney on the 30th. What so distance? Ah, uh, not sure. It's, a, it's one of those traditional lead-ins. To Just, what? Well, to the carnival. Oh, which carnival? Spring carnival. In Melbourne or Sydney? No, it's, it's it's all leading up into the big ones in Melbourne. Yeah, but what? Is she a sprinter, a middle distance, or a stayer? No, she's a stayer. She'll go, oh, 2,000. 1,600's the Epsom, but she'll go over longer than that. No, so it's she's too up, early in the preparation, I reckon, Shane. What do you think? It's way too early. She's up against mm. Pericles and Princess Grace. $15 and $4.60. And Osipenko. So follow her. 
Alligator Bloods was nominated in the same race, but probably won't run. Okay. And the other one, what happened to Peggy Bust? Uh, she got given a horrible ride by Justin Stanley. Now, you told us to get onto this one because no, of the jockey. I did. You said he, he knows the horse. And if I have my way, he won't sit on her back again. But I own a hoof of her, so I'll take it on advisement. Now, um, old um, Jarvo's been seen over it. Uh, I think um, old Paddy Flint. I'm going into another segment here, man. I'm, I'm joining two segments together, so I better steer clear of this. I'll save it for the, um, for the final segment. Anything else, mate? No, that's all. What do you think, Shane? I'll save you money, people. Yeah, no, <laughs> good, good one. Th- thanks. Shrugganina takes. Shane, people have been getting much more active um, as we've got to the pinnacle of the season or as we approach the pinnacle of the season. At what? At what on what? Where, at what? On what? What at? do they need to do, mate? Where do they need to go? At the coaching text. Right. I understand. They are flying. And I'll tell you who's been... The Twitters on... or Tweeters? Which one is it? They tweet on oh, they Twitter. Tweet on Twitter. Well, it's not on Twitter X. anymore. On X. On X. <laughs> rhymes with text. Oh, are you involved with that? Imagine text on X. With Elon? They should imagine if they called it text. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, some royalties man. coming our way. Uh, but do you know there's been a name change? To one if, of our tweeters? Yeah. It's no longer Mick the bus driver. What is it now? It's Mick the coach driver. He's had to get a bigger bus. Oh, he no. is heading up the Newell, Brisbane bound, and is he doing multiple stops on the way? Can't get a ticket. You reckon you can't get a ticket to the Gabba? You can't get a ticket on the coach. He's hired the big greyhound coach, and they've done a heavy-duty licence check, and so he's passed that. The breath test, however, I'm not sure how he's going to go on the way, but he's Brisbane bound. Is that right? He's Brisbane bound, the coach driver. So um, when we plot that map from um, from Bendigo to yep. to Brisbane, yep. um, on the coach, yep. don't, as opposed to being confused with with the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Did I get that? Next have time. we have we checked how many um, local hospitals there are on the way up? Because <laughs> I'm not sure he's going to be able to make it. Have you been receiving any any in um, impromptu? Um, DMs from um, the bus driver? No, he's gone to ground. Has he? he, he, well, he Is that he, because he's been pissed? He's He's got some spring in the step. I'll tell you what, he loves his footy. But it, it is 17 hours and 40 minutes of driving time. It's the quickest way from well, Bendigo be, to Wollongabba. My, by my brief calculation, that's probably about 16 episodes of the coach and text that <laughs> he, can, he can take from the back catalogue. Tell him to pick his favourites. Um, he gets a mention in a few of them. He's up and about. There's a few that are up and about, though. What about Two Plank? He, he's got nothing to do for at least three or four months. He's demanding to be on air in a grand final episode. Demanding. Is he? He's demanding. Well, he can go fuck himself, I uh, reckon. Apologies to those that are under 15 listening to this. There's not that many. I've checked the demographic, mate. Uh, most of them are over 50. <laughs> All of them. Oh, we dropped one, have we? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Oh, no. um, Maybe they don't know where to now, go. Uh, another one of the popular tweeters, a new, a new one on the block there, Tex, who's a Carlton supporter, Woody from Wrighton, um, the old wood duck. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate, um, stranded in the Southern Sand toilets on, on Friday night uh, in apoplexy. Just could not get over <laughs> the fact that they'd won. Um, and Woody was something that was very apparent, <laughs> shall we say, uh, when that's Wood was seen. Oh, 
mate, seen felt and heard by, by plenty. <laughs> Goodness me. Yes, including Barrel from the Bee um, and Mr. Beanbag. They, um, I'm not sure they're going to be able to make it all the way up to Brisbane. What, what, what are you laughing at, um, Shane? Uh, just the Barrel, the Woody, Mr. Beanbag. Barrel from the Bee is a, is, is oh, a local at Werribee. Oh. That's where we get Barrel from the Bee. Oh, my God. Kim Jong coming up right behind you from... Well, he didn't listen to that dribble, did he, Kim Jong? I think he had that in, right? Like, they've got this thing called SEN Stadium Call. Yeah. So I think he had the, the Andy Marr version in Going his in ears. one ear. Uh, definitely not out the other. Um, <laughs> because um, I'm not sure, as they referred to him, Dom, the Dominator, <laughs> he, was, he was half cut. Um, I bet I he was. Yeah. Whereas the most calm on, the, on that... Sellers. Was sellers. Yeah, 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 sellers yeah. is a good media performer though yeah. too, right? Um, but what about um, the Melbourne version? Did you you know no. who you know who, who commentated Gaddy that? Lyon? No, no, no. Tom Morris. Oh, did he? Scraping the bottom of the barrel. Really? They had Tom Morris, Russell Robertson, yeah, and yeah. Lily Mithen, who's a AFLW player. Andy's daughter, Andrew Mithen. No, the horseman. No, it's not Channel Andrew. X, Channel Nine. No, not not Andrew. Was that? Um, Port Adelaide and then went to St Kilda, did he, Miffin? Who was no, no, the Miffin. Channel 9 reporter? No, no, Miffin. Anthony Miffin. Anthony Miffin. Anthony and Miffin. he's a Richmond supporter. His daughter. And he's, big, he's big in horses. His daughter's oh, Lily. Yeah. Yes, correct. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure that was a... Especially Tom Morris. I mean, give me a spell. At the end, they, they've just played a little clip of him this morning on the radio of the just when the, the siren's gone. Carlton wins. The theme song comes out and he goes, Oh, I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> It hey, was funny. It was funny. Just on Mr. Flynn, you know um, where he resides? You can stand out on his balcony. He does Well, he often. can't. No, he, he can't. does. Well, I'm not sure it's braced to, to, to cut. Has it been weight rated? You can stand There's on his balcony. With, with well, me. as long as Javo doesn't doesn't go up there at the same time. He's on leave this week, and you can stand on his balcony. There's two look, acro pops underneath it, <laughs> so he'd be fine. And look into the gabba. So if he was entrepreneurial, he'd be subletting out the abode for a Friday, Saturday Where's night. He, is he, he hasn't gone to Adelaide to celebrate the fact that Port have, um, has gone, shit the he's bed. He's gone underground. Well, <laughs> was that a natural disaster? He's gone underground. That's all um, I know. Well, maybe we need to get two plank to um, to get some of his equipment and um, just set the whole the whole place up to oh, rescue him. Yes. From, so he doesn't fall through a void. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, the sand groper. Uh, he did want me to... I did earlier, so um, thanks for, for letting me know, sand groper, that um, he did want me to remind everybody that Cowboy Neil did kick five in the GF in 66. And it was he who got the moment online, not not Barry Breen. It's quite remarkable, really, to kick that many in the grand final. Well, yeah. I said and did that in 1990. Now, the final one, mate, um, which has come back to me uh, through unnamed sources, Dirty Texina. Um, now, she's an Essendon supporter, as we've heard. Correct. Not happy with Dodoro, apparently. Um, she hasn't been happy with Dodoro for a while. Not as happy as she is with you, Tex. Where are you going with this? No, no, I'm just saying she was not happy with the Doros. Oh, I don't. I'll ask her. I, 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 well, I, that's I why I sent you the run sheet so I, you could I'll, I'll you could verify the rumours from unnamed sources. I'll double check with her this evening. 
if, I ever, if I ever get home. No, well, anyway, I do wish you both the very best for Friday night. Um, I'll be on the text incessantly if there's any chance the GWS do get up, though. You do know that. And don't expect... Well, expect one of two things from me. Either silence, radio silence, or a tirade like you've never heard before, mate. You will continue to get messages. I promise you. Um, Won't be required, Shane, because we're going to the big dance. Well, I hope you're right. I can't believe uh, an ex-Collingwood Premiership legend has not been just afforded a couple of tickets. What's, what's going on with your mate Ned down there, mate? He doesn't talk to me, mate. Hello. Hello. There's trouble. Uh, what, trouble what, you've left out for the 58 and, and 44 he's, second hey, mark he's of the He's going to the club yeah. tomorrow night. He's mm. down there Wednesday for a, night. Wednesday night. He's down there for an official function. What is it? What's the function? Pass plays. All mm. the greats will be there. Terry Keys. Morph 67054321 at... Whatever you handle <laughs> <laughs> Will all the greats be there, mate? Heath Shepherd. Uh, Athos Harusalakis. Oh, no, Athos. Athos Harusalakis. Well, can you give us something next week? Can you give us a scoop next week? Get get some get something of newsworthy and bring it to the podcast Peter next Dacos week. If won't you be can. There. Peter's indisposed. Right. Well, who, who are you going to pull for the for next week if Colin would make it, mate? We need to get some um, someone of note. So. Store that one up for us. Do okay. something. Right on. Leave that with me. All the best, lads. Enjoy. Go the pies. <laughs>